Welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess Podcast. I'm Kyra, founder of Herbal Moon Goddess, author, teacher, astrologer, and tarot reader. I teach you how to understand energy through astrology, tarot, and metaphysics so you can realign with your soul's purpose and live to your fullest potential. Find your hidden powers and discover your intuition so you can transform your life and manifest your dreams with the stars and moon as your guide. Hello and welcome to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. My name is Kyra and today we're talking all about self-care, how the moon can guide your self-care and uh, yeah, how I completed a year of self-care activities and what that really changed in my life. So self-care is something that I feel is really important to me. Uh, it's it's become like an essential part of my life. Uh, I've got four kids, four young kids. Uh, my youngest is almost five now. And I found myself feeling really, I guess, low after having the fourth child. Uh, I, I was really frustrated because I just had no time for myself to do the things that I wanted to do. I was just so flat out with the demands of being a mother to four young kids. Uh, we were homeschooling and we were moving house and we we're just doing all this stuff. And I just had no time for myself. So self-care has really become a big part of my life over these past four years since having my, my youngest child. And so last year at the start of 2021, I actually made a list of 50 things uh, that I wanted to do, like 50 self-care activities I wanted to do for the year ahead. Uh, so one of the things I'm talking about today is a year of self-care, how that changed my life. So before I dive into that though, let's just talk a bit more about why. Why would you devote so much time to self-care? I used to think that self-care was a waste of time. Like I felt really selfish for wanting to, uh, you know, spend time doing my nails or read a magazine or soak in the bath for an hour or things like that. And I, I, I really, yeah, I felt really selfish. I did. It was like, geez, like, Harry, you've got like these kids now. They need you. You can't spend an hour in the bath. You've got to go do the washing and do the cooking and all of that sort of stuff. But as I said, like after I had that fourth child, I just felt so run down and so drained from these constant demands. So this is really, I guess, the number one why. It's so that you learn to make yourself a priority so that you don't feel drained and you don't feel run down and so that your cup is full. When you have enough self-care and when you have like a really good balance in your life between all those different demands in your life, then you feel happier and you feel more balanced and you feel more content. But when things are out of whack and you know, you're not getting that self-care time or you're missing out on other things that are important to you, then that's when you just, you get really 
well, I know I get really irritable and frustrated. I don't know about you guys, but that's how I definitely feel when I'm not getting that time to myself. So I, I've made self-care a huge priority, especially over the past year, because I was sick of feeling like I didn't have as much, I guess, value, that I wasn't worth it. I really wanted to raise uh, you know, my, my own feelings of self-worth and self-love and know that I am absolutely worth a peaceful hour long soak in the bath or whatever it is that I really needed to feel happier. So that's my why. That is really why I do self-care. And if you have a different reason why you do self-care, I would love to know. Please do comment or uh, send me a message on Instagram at Herbal Moon Goddess. I would love to know. So that's pretty much why I do self-care. So as I said, I created a list uh, and I've actually got it here right here in front of me in my one of my old journals, uh, if you can see, if you're watching on the YouTube version of this episode. Um, but yeah, pretty much I had this list. I think I've got 50, it could have even been 52 <laughs> things that I put on this list. And some of these things, I'll, I'll, I don't know if I'll read the whole list out because we could be here for a while. If you want to know the whole list, let me know. But I'll just read through a few of my favorites. Um, nature walk, sound healing, bath ritual, crystal healing, cacao ceremony, have a facial, go to a day spa, read a magazine, go to a yoga class, attend a creative workshop, have a manicure, spend time reading at the library, make muesli bars, plan a holiday, binge listen to an inspiring podcast, Sudoku puzzles, coloring pages, write a poem, have a coffee date with myself, watch the sunrise and sunset, get a massage, make a vision board, listen to a favorite album. There's like, yeah, there's heaps of things on my list. Uh, so you kind of get the idea. So my aim was to do at least one of these activities each week. So I did, I, I sat down, actually this is like literally a year ago, I'm looking at the date. Uh, <laughs> how funny is that? Um, anyway, I was looking, uh, I was, yeah, I was sitting, I sat down a year ago and I wrote out this whole list of all these different things. Like I had this brainstorming session with myself, like, okay, what are 50 self-care activities that I could do for this year? And planning it out in advance, just coming up with these ideas made it so easy through the rest of the year. I, each week I would, or sometimes even just once a month and I'd go through and pick four or five for the few weeks ahead. But I'd come back to this exact page and I'd pick out a few of those things on my list and I would then put them into my planner or, you know, wherever it was that I was uh, working within uh, that week, I would like, you know, put my goal for the week and put my self-care activity for the week. And this really helped me stay on track with this goal for this year of self-care. And it really made life so much easier because it was just already planned and it was pretty much there just waiting for me to take action on. So really by the end of the year, it just became habitual. I just instinctively had all these self-care habits that I'd created throughout the year. Uh, so for example, uh, back in January last year, one of my things on my list, as I said, was get a massage. Um, I also wanted to try out uh, flotation therapy at my 
local massage center they have these beautiful float rooms where you can just lie there in total darkness in this uh, body temperature magnesium rich water and it's just so blissful um, so anyway I wanted to try that so I did that in January I think it was probably one of the first things I actually ticked off on my list and uh, while I was there I was like like and just like lying there in that salt water in the float room I was like I should do this every month it is just so deeply relaxing and especially as a homeschooling mom with four kids who are home all the time just going out somewhere where I could just lie down for an hour and have peace and quiet and no interruptions is just blissful like <laughs> it's just magical so for me that became an essential thing to do and I pretty much went there almost every month for the year uh, we had a slight uh, time when we were in lockdown for a few months and so I couldn't go then uh, but apart from that I think I went like nine or ten times for the whole year so that was that was amazing uh, for me to actually go out and to be spending money to to uh, you know just lie there and have some quiet time like I really invested in my self-care this year and it made so much difference um, so yeah while while I was there I also started having massages as well and uh, so now this year one of my things is getting a massage and a float on the same day and it's kind of like I go in there for a few hours for a mini retreat and I just walk out of there a completely different person I'm just so much more relaxed and unstressed and my shoulders are unlocked and all my muscles just feel great so it's been really good like to have this habit where I just know every month I've got this beautiful self-care appointment waiting for me at my local massage center so there might be something similar that you can do in your local area or different things that you can do different self-care activities that you can book in and actually schedule in to your calendar so another thing uh, that just kind of really became habitual, one of the things on my list was have a manicure. Um, I, I ne I've never actually been out anywhere and had like a proper manicure done or maybe once, uh, <laughs> but um, I'm very much a DIY girl. So I've just started uh, actually painting my nails regularly and as soon as they're chipped, actually taking that nail polish off and doing something new. And that's been, really amazing it's just been a little thing uh like you know just painting my nails once every two weeks or so uh but for me it's made such a difference like it's really increased my confidence it's really increased my feelings of like uh being worth it being worth it like having that time where it's like okay i'm just gonna sit down and i'm gonna paint my nails and this is my little self-care activity for the day so that's just something that's become habitual for me, which has made self-care really easy. And just putting on some nail polish, you know, it doesn't take a lot of time, but it makes you feel like a million dollars. Like it, it's just one of those things that you do and it's just like, wow, I feel really good now. <laughs> so there's uh, like other things as well that you could just probably do that become habitual self-care habits <laughs> that you just that you just do without even thinking about it but you just dedicate yourself to continually doing those things so that you're maintaining your levels of self-care maintaining your levels of 
self-worth and self-love. It just really helps increase your self-esteem and makes you feel great. So yeah, as I said, uh, I wrote out this whole list. I, I definitely did not complete this whole list. Um, looking at it now, I probably only ticked off about a third of those things. There's definitely things on there that I should have ticked off, but I never came back to this diary after a few months because it just got so um, easy to do without looking back at this list. Uh, but like there's looking back, like it's, it's actually quite mind blowing, like how much I've dedicated myself to self care over the past year. And yeah, like dedicating myself to self care has really made a huge difference in my life. Like I just don't think twice now about doing something because I know that will really rejuvenate me mentally, physically, and spiritually. Like before, like I said, I felt really selfish or even guilty. And now it's just like, well, this is essential for me as a mom, as a business owner, as a wife, I need this time and I need this self care so that I can show up and be a great wife, be a great mother, be a great business owner, be just really shine to my highest potential. So self-care has really changed my life and dedicating myself to my self-care practices over this past year has definitely made a difference. I'm definitely feeling more confident now and I'm definitely looking after myself better, like looking after my body much better, making healthier choices for my body as well as my mind, like identifying when I may be doing things that aren't so good, like scrolling on social media or playing some mindless game on my phone or, you know, slipping into uh, frustration and irritability. You know, when that stuff sort of happens, I kind of pull myself up and it's like, okay, I need a bit more self-care. How can I make this into a more positive or productive self-care time? So I'm going to talk a bit now about the moon and self-care because the moon was actually something that really helped guide my self-care practices over the past year. And it's been really interesting how that has happened. So there's a few different ways that the moon has played a role in this. So first up, when the moon is in the waning crescent phase, so that's like the last week of the moon cycle uh, before the new moon. Uh, during that week, it's a really good time of the moon cycle to just really slow down and indulge in self-care. And so often, uh, like, you know, I'll be, you know, just going about life and whatever, and I'll be like, oh, you know, it's the waning crescent moon this week. And for me, this is a sign like, oh, I need to put in a bit more self-care in my schedule. I need to block some time off. So this, this awareness of where the moon is kind of guides me to when I need to like hit the ground running and be taking lots of action in my uh, business or towards my life goals or when I need to slow down and go within and have that time off. So yeah, looking at when the moon is in the waning crescent phase is something that's really helped 
helped me find a bit more perspective about not working all the time and actually ensuring that I do have time off and honoring how I'm feeling as well. I often find I'm quite tired and worn out by the time it's the waning crescent moon. And so for me, that's also a, a strong signal that I do need a bit of time off and I need that self-care. Um, and then the other thing that's probably really helped me find more time for self-care over the past year is by looking at when the moon is void of course. So I've talked a lot about uh, the moon being void of course before I have a whole different episode on the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast uh, that you'll find that's all about the void of course moon and what that means. Uh, but pretty much whenever the moon's void of course for like a lengthy a lengthy time of the day, then I'll actually dedicate that time to not doing stuff that's like really productive and, and hard work, but I'll slow down during those times and focus on the stuff that my soul is really craving. And you know, sometimes that is just been watching Netflix while eating some Ben and Jerry's non-dairy ice cream. Like, you know, whatever self-care looks like for you is fine. Uh, but just know that when your soul is craving it, then that's just, you know, that that's a signal. Like, you know, drop what you're doing and do something that's going to make you feel better in your soul. So the void, of course, moon, that happens like probably three times a week on average. Uh, and often there's quite a few hours in the day and it's when the moon is void, of course. And so that's like, okay. I might go out for a nature walk during this time or, you know, I might just go for a swim with the kids or, you know, something like that that's fun, free, like, you know, makes you feel free in your body and, you know, just, it just fills your soul with joy and happiness. <laughs> the other way that the moon has been guiding my self-care is sometimes when I'm like, okay, I know I need to do some self-care practice, but what should I do today? And I'll look at what sign the moon is in and depending on what zodiac sign the moon is in, that will guide me to the body part or perhaps the chakra that I need to focus on for that particular self-care session. And of course, you can use your own moon sign to, to determine the sort of self-care activities that are most suited to you. So for example, I'm a Libra moon. And so, you know, the Libra energy is a lot to do with beauty and fine art and uh, sensuality, uh, being romantic. So a lot of my self-care practices, like, you know, I'm often uh, doing stuff that's uh, to do with the senses like aromatherapy or uh, maybe making a delicious cup of tea to ignite the taste, uh, lighting candles that are scented. Uh, so looking at your moon sign can really help guide you to those things that will feel really emotionally fulfilling. That's what your moon sign's all about. It's all about your your inner world, your emotional world inside and what that well, that's really craving. So looking at your moon sign can definitely help you find out more about those sort of self-care activities that will feel really fulfilling for you. And this is actually something that we're talking about in the Herbal Moon Goddess Academy this week, we're talking all about 
moon signs and self-care practices. So if you would like to join that conversation, make sure you join us in the Herbal Moon Goddess Academy. The link to join is below. It's pay by the month, cancel anytime, and it's so much fun. You get instant access to all my courses on tarot, astrology, crystal healing, lunar symbolism. Uh, yeah, there's, there's heaps of stuff in there to keep you inspired as you learn about the magic of the world around you. So I hope that you found this episode really helpful for getting some inspiration for self-care, how self-care can change your life this year, as well as a bit of astrology in there, some astrologically guided self-care practices for you. So thanks so much for tuning in. If you did like this episode, make sure you subscribe, like, uh, depending where you're listening to. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, drop me a comment below or feel free to send me a message on Instagram at herbal.moon.goddess. I'll chat you all in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Herbal Moon Goddess podcast. If you're wanting more moon magic, Check out what classes are open for enrollment at the Herbal Moon Goddess Academy. Download your free moon manifesting calendar or connect with me on social media. You can do all of this at herbalmoongoddess.com or check out the links in the show notes. I'll speak with you in the next episode.